right. Welcome to the Minnesota Healthcare Show. This is the first weekly live radio show in the country dedicated to providing resources and answers to all your healthcare, elder care, and caregiver questions. We have a great show planned for you today. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me in studio is Mary Sue Moses, Dimensions Program Coordinator with Ebenezer, and Robin Berkmos, co-facilitator of the Facing Dementia Caregiver Support Group. Today, we'll be talking about Alzheimer's disease and other forms of progressive dementia and the innovative engagement programs for residents and support services for caregivers. I want to remind you, we are broadcasting live and looking forward to answering your questions. Please feel free to call us at 952 946 6205. Our show producer, Hunter, will be answering the phones today and keeping us on schedule. Thank you, Hunter. Before we begin today's program, I want to share with you why we host this weekly live call-in radio show devoted to all aspects of healthcare services, from healthcare management, financial planning, caregiver resources, elder care, including end-of-life care and support. We provide answers to important questions you need to be aware of regarding health care, elder care, and caregiver issues to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life. Each week, we bring you experts from the healthcare field to provide insights and recommendations on how to navigate the complexities and challenges of managing your health and your loved one's health, especially for those in our senior population and how we can help you prepare for the various stages of life's transitions. In addition, we provide vital information for the caregivers who are essential to supporting our elder population. We also talk about the lessons mortality can teach us and the importance of living each day with a purpose and without lifelong regrets. I am grateful for the opportunity each week to discuss these timely and relevant topics with you, and I am thankful for the tremendous response you, our listening audience, have provided to us regarding this radio show. I also want to thank AM950 for allowing us the opportunity to pioneer this first-of-a-kind live talk show in the nation dedicated to health care, elder care, and caregiver issues. Please continue to send us your questions, comments, and suggestions. This show is brought to you each week by Minnesota Hospice, an independent, physician-owned, medical practice serving local Minnesota communities for over 10 years with innovative and comprehensive end-of-life health care. If you have any questions regarding end-of-life care or support, please contact the compassionate team of experts at Minnesota Hospice at 952-898-1022 or online at minnesotahospice.com. We are living in unprecedented times in human history. As the over 75 million people of the baby boom generation continue to move into retirement age, our population mix is rapidly shifting. The Social Security Administration reported that over 4 million people are retiring each year. That equates to over 10,000 people every day. The Minnesota State Demographic Center issued a report titled MN2030, and in it they estimate within the next 10 to 12 years, the population of Minnesotans age 65 and older will be larger than the entire population under age 18 for the first time in the state's history. The need for elder care is growing and will be increasing at an accelerated rate in the coming years. Families need to begin planning for several areas of importance, including their housing requirements long before they'll need them. These factors are also contributing to an exploding caregiving workforce crisis. Minnesota currently has over 585,000 unpaid family and friends playing a critical role in helping older Minnesotans live at home. There is also a growing segment of our population that are called the invisible caregivers that are being called upon to fill the gap as the home health care crisis deepens. These invisible caregivers are minor children, some as young as eight years old, helping care for aging or disabled family members. We here in Minnesota are not alone in this extraordinary trend. The rest of the country is facing the same challenging realities. 
This phenomenon has far-reaching implications for our society, our communities, and our quality of life. Each week during this broadcast, we will be discussing the impact this megatrend will have on you and your loved ones and what you can do to prepare for it and enhance your quality of life. Well, last couple weeks here, we have had uh, representatives from the Walk to End Alzheimer's. We uh, had Bridget Rissman on and uh, major effort, an annual effort to raise awareness and funds for ending Alzheimer's. They are close to raising $1.5 million just in the Twin Cities. And that's one of over 600 walks across the country. And you can continue to still donate to that cause by donating at alz.org. We also had a guest on from NAMI, Minnesota, which is the National Alliance for Mental Illness. And they just concluded their walk uh, two weeks ago and raised almost a half a million dollars um, with their effort. And you can still donate to this great event at NAMIMN.org. That's N-A-M-I-M-N.org. Today, our topic of conversation is about dementia, care, and support. And once again, I want to remind you, we are broadcasting live today as we do every Saturday, and we look forward to taking your questions. You can reach us at 952-946-6205. Let me introduce our two guests today. I am very honored to have them here in studio with me. My first guest is Mary Sue Moses. She became the Dimensions Program Coordinator for Ebenezer in March of 2015 after 12 years of direct dementia care experience. At Ebenezer, she delivers hands-on training at all Ebenezer assisted livings and care centers. She manages initiatives and promotes creative arts engagement. Mary Sue's mother experience, mother's experience of dementia inspired a career change for Mary Sue from theater to healthcare. We'll have to explore that here during the show. Along that path, she earned a master's in gerontology from Bethel University. Mary Sue was honored to be named to Leading Age Minnesota's list of 50 for the next 50, which recognizes innovative and influential leaders who are charting the course for older adult services to empower Minnesotans to age well and live fully. And next, we have here in studio is Robin, Robin Berkamos. She is a co-facilitator of the Facing Dementia Caregivers Support Group at the Fountains at Hosanna. They meet uh, on the first and third Saturday mornings of each month at 10 a.m. And uh, your organization, uh, Robin, is associated with the Minnesota North Dakota chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. Yes. And their website, again, is alz.org. So for more information on Alzheimer's or, again, to continue their fundraising efforts, please visit alz.org. Well, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you very much. I am so glad to have you guys here. We, uh, we had some great conversations before we started the show. Yes. And uh, very passionate conversations because I know each one of us um, brings a passion to this area of elder care, but also to this area that is really becoming an epidemic uh, for the elderly. It's, it's the dementia area. And um, I want to explore that with you guys. Uh, and a lot of people get confused. They think that, uh, that Alzheimer's is the only form of dementia. And Alzheimer's is the largest diagnosis of dementia, but it's one of several. Uh, different one of many. Forms. One, one of, of many. many. There's That's at least 100 different yes. types of well, dementia. Yes, yeah. and Mary Sue, it's, it's actually growing as we become more knowledgeable about the different forms that this dementia can take. Right. And, um, and again, we can maybe talk a little bit about that because I know in, in our practice in hospice, um, uh, we see varying uh, diagnoses of dementia and um, and sometimes they 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 may not be accurate. Uh, That's true. It's, or it's, they yeah. might actually start out as one kind of dementia and gravitate into and move into another kind. Right. Um, I think just personally for my mother, she started with vascular dementia and has graduated into uh, Alzheimer's. 
Yes. So it, it can vary depending on what point in a person's life they're at. It's very common for people to have more than one type of yes. dementia going on yes. at the same time. Imagine yes. how difficult that is for physicians to notice, follow, diagnose, diagnose <laughs> keep up with. Yes. Yeah, there's a, a big chunk of dementia that's, that's the mixed. It can be two or three types yeah. at the same time. Yes. So it, in some ways, just learning that there are so many different types of dementia shows you just how much progress, you know, that research and the doctors have made as far as uh, putting all of this together. Well, I think, and we're getting the last few seconds of this first segment here, and we can start to explore this as we return from break. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the key, though, is identifying we're getting much, much better at identifying that's forms true. of dementia because that makes a big difference on treatment and caregiver support. And we'll get into that in the next segment here. All right, it's time for our first break. We'll be right back to continue our conversation about dementia care and support with Mary Sue Moses and Robin Berkemos right after the break. Stay with Once us. Once I was seven years old, my mama told me, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven years old. humans, this is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. This week, our theme is Befriending the Untouchables. I will talk about the Little Rock Nine and two white students who treated them as humans. Then, the big interview will be with Father Harry Hartigan about his work with Minnesota's own untouchables, the folks confined to Moose Lake for sex-related offenses. Ellie 2.0 Radio, engaging and real on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. I'm Richard R.J. Escal, and this week on The Zero Hour, anthropologist and activist David Graeber on Candidates, Kings, and Movements, Code Pink's Medea Benjamin on War Greed, a Potential Permafrost Crisis, and Dangerous Pharmaceuticals. All this and more on The Zero Hour every Sunday night from 9 till midnight on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Located just north of 50th in France, the Great Wall Restaurant has provided a delicious taste of authentic Chinese cuisine since 1981. Specializing in Sichuan and Peking dishes, they offer one of the most extensive menus in the Twin Cities. Favorites include hot and sour soup, pan-fried dumplings, and mushu pork with homemade Chinese pancakes. Stop by their Edina location or call for takeout at 952-927-4439. See the full menu at greatwallrestaurant.us. Hi, I'm Kirk. And I'm Chad. With the House Geeks Real Estate Show, Sundays at noon on AM 950. Here with your House Geeks Market Minute. 2.92 is the average number of showings per week per listing in the 200K to 400K price range in the Minneapolis area. This is down over last year and is a main indicator of current demand in the marketplace. Pending sales are up over the same time last year, 3%. The 30-year conventional interest rate is at around 4.72%. This is also up over last week's 4.65%. Conclusion for buyers, keep an eye on rising rates as monthly estimated payments will be up from where they were just a month ago. And for sellers, with showing activity being slower over the last year, make sure you have high-quality marketing and multiple showing channels working for you to keep your showing activity up. Want to know the smarter way to buy and sell homes in the Twin Cities? Check us out online at housegeeks.com. Crazy about pets? We are too. The Pet Connection Show is a great venue for fun, informative, and creative conversations about pets. Join myself, Kathy Menard, and Dr. Nicole Parole, along with guests who are leaders in the dynamic and growing pet industry, as we discuss healthcare, relationships, behaviors, and even political issues as they relate to our pets. So come, sit, stay for the Pet Connection Show, Sundays 11 a.m. to noon on AM 950 Radio, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Once I was seven years old, my mama told me, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven years old. Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Healthcare Show. This program is brought to you each week by Minnesota Hospice, an independent, physician-owned medical practice serving local Minnesota communities for over 10 years with innovative and comprehensive end-of-life health care. If you have any questions regarding end-of-life care or support, 
please contact the compassionate team of experts at Minnesota Hospice at 952-898-1022 or online at minnesotahospice.com. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today in studio is Mary Sue Moses, Dimensions Program Coordinator with Ebenezer, and Robin Berkmos, Facilitator of the Facing Dementia Caregiver Support Group with the Fountains Senior Community. And we'll talk about that a little bit here uh, shortly. Um, but also I want to mention that the... Uh, that the Fountains, which is located in Lakeville, and I'll, I'll give this address here. Uh, my good friend Beverly Kosak is the uh, sales and outreach director there. Um, wanted to mention that uh, wanted me to mention that the open house is tomorrow, October seventh, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. So it's uh, it's three hours, and I've been in that facility and community several times. It is gorgeous. It is just a beautiful, beautiful um, community there with great people. And Beverly's one of them, um, but let's just let's just uh, let our audience know um, how they can get in contact with you guys as experts in the dementia field. Um, Robin, let's start with you. How do they get in touch with you um, regarding your support group? Well, I can be reached at uh, my email address, which is a b i r k a burke at charter.net, or my cell number, which is nine five two. Four eight four six four six nine. Just anytime, yeah. I'm available. Fantastic, and we're going to talk more about what it is that you do in facilitating these support yeah. groups because that's so important okay. these days with people that are struggling and coping, trying to take care of a loved one. And Mary Sue, how can people get a hold of you? Well, first of all, I just want to interject that I really don't like being called an expert. <laughs> it's kind of a pet peeve, so I just have to say that you can call me a professional student. Uh, you can call me a specialist. But I learned from Dr. Alan Power at a conference that I attended that the only experts in the field of dementia are the people who are living with dementia. And they are the ones that we really need to learn from. Um, so anyway, I just Very always, I, I, yes, we I, are, love, we are I love saying that. <laughs> so I actually love it when people yeah. give me the opportunity. <laughs> yes. But people can get in touch with me through my email. That would be the best way. That would be mmoses, M-O-S-E-S-1, at fairview.org. All right, fantastic. And just a reminder to our audience, we will be sharing that information, that contact information, again after each break. So don't worry if you missed it. We will give it to you again. Last segment, we just started talking about dementia. And that is such a, a complicated area because it, it doesn't get as much play in terms of information and education as, as, I, as we all wish it would. Um, Mary Sue, would you maybe just take us through some of the different types of dementia because it's not just Alzheimer's, it's, it's many other forms. Right. Alzheimer's disease is, of course, the most common type of dementia. It's responsible for something like 60 to 80 percent of the dementia that we see out there. But there are many other types of dementia, and we seem to be seeing more and more of them. Some people are saying now that, uh, some people who call themselves experts are saying <laughs> that um, <coughs> Lewy body dementia is the second most common type of dementia. And uh, this is a type of dementia where you have both a cognitive decline as well as a motor skill decline. There's actually two types of Lewy body dementia, and one of them is called Parkinson's disease dementia, and that begins with a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. And uh, then after a year or three years or five years or 10 years or 20 years or whatever it is, the person also has cognitive decline, which then earns them the diagnosis of Parkinson's disease dementia. So um, then the, the other type of Lewy body dementia is the one where the cognitive decline happens first and then uh, uh, the motor skill decline happens later. But it doesn't really make a difference. Once you have both going on, uh, you have Lewy body dementia. <laughs> um, other types of dementia would include uh, vascular dementia, which, which Robin um, 
mentioned, I believe. And vascular dementia is uh, a little bit different type of dementia. It's a blood supply problem where um, strokes or TIAs or other conditions that block or reduce blood flow to the brain um, make a difference in how things are working up there. And so with vascular dementia, we see a lot of things that look like Alzheimer's disease. Um, so it, it can be tricky to figure out what's what. It can very often happen along with Alzheimer's disease. Uh, there is a lot of mixed dementia out there, um, which makes it makes the, all of this very confusing. Uh, with vascular dementia, you will sometimes see more severe depression, uh, uncontrollable laughing, un uncontrollable crying happening. Um, that's one thing that kind of sticks out about it. I want to just jump back to Lewy body dementia for a moment and, and uh, point out that, you know, with Alzheimer's disease, you see that short-term memory loss very, very consistently, by and large. With Lewy body dementia, not so much. Cognition actually fluctuates. So some days they're going to have very good short-term memory. Some days maybe not so much. Um, and uh, their, their ability to have insight, you know, will also kind of go up and down. So that, that's one thing that makes it very different um, from, from Alzheimer's. And then uh, another big category of dementias would be frontotemporal disorders. And um, uh, with frontotemporal, people sometimes... Uh, can act very uh, aggressive and, and rude. Uh, they may have a very flat sort of affect going on. Um, they, they, uh, th this is caused by damage in the frontal and the temporal lobes of the brain, so it's all tied in with, with emotions. And so people uh, with um, one type of frontotemporal disorder that's called BVFTD will, for example, um, sometimes have reactions that seem inappropriate to the situation. They may lose empathy for family members uh, or seem to lose, you know, connection. And so uh, with, with both Lewy body dementia where you have uh, delusions and hallucinations, um, maybe believing that a loved one uh, is not who they say they are, um, and with frontotemporal just having that uh, reduced um, ability to initiate connection with people, these can be extremely uh, challenging for family members. I'm not saying that Alzheimer's isn't. It certainly is. All dementia is. Um, and, uh, but I just think there's, it's so important that we learn about these different types and that uh, in our support groups we're, we're prepared to, to help people uh, who have loved ones who have these uh, different things going on that can be so challenging. Fantastic. Uh, Mary Sue, great summary of all the different, some of the different kinds of dementia here. And we'll continue our conversation here on the other side of the break. It's time for our next break here. We'll be right back to continue our conversation about dementia care and support with Mary Sue Moses and Robin Bergamos. Stay with us. Are you thinking of selling your house or downsizing to main level living for an easier lifestyle? I'm Janelle Holty with Seller's Edge Home Team and Coldwell Banker Burnett, your agent with heart. My team specializes in selling homes and helping you find the next property for all life stages. Call me today for your free equity assessment. I'll get you moving. That's Janelle Holty at 612-203-9661 or find us online at sellersedgehometeam.com. Standard Heating knows some things never get old for us Minnesotans. The fall colors, s'mores, and football tailgating. But some things like your furnace do get old, and that can mean higher heating bills. Fortunately, you can save $1,300 on a new high-efficiency furnace from Standard Heating and help cut your heating bills. Learn more about saving $1,300 on your new furnace at standardheatingdeals.com. Don't wait. These savings end October 31st. Standard heating and air conditioning. Comfort you deserve. Next time on Philosophy Talk, it's the golden age of television. They may have called it a vast wasteland in the 1960s, but TV is very different today. TV makers tell longer, more complex, more philosophical stories. While binge-watching and on-demand viewing have changed the way we see those stories. From Breaking Bad to Westworld, we'll talk to philosophers and others about some of our philosophical favorites. It's the golden age of television. Next time on Philosophy Talk. Philosophy Talk, every Sunday at 8 a.m. and again at 2 p.m. on AM 950.
Margaret Wheatley said, there is no more powerful way to initiate significant social change than to start a conversation. When a group of people discover that they share a common concern, that's when the process of change begins. On October 16th, you can be part of that change. Engage in the conversation at an incredible event, the Minnesota Women's Press Conversations, using our voice and vote. With midterms right around the corner, how we lobby, influence, and campaign, especially with people who have different views, has never been more important. So go to womenspress.com to register now. Oh, and Patricia Torres-Ray and Nakima Levy-Armstrong will be in a keynote conversation with each other. And in addition, all of us will mobilize through incredible breakout conversations. October 16th, from 4.30 to 8.30 in St. Paul at Carondelet Center, using our voice and vote. Register at Women's Press.com. That's womenspress.com. See you there. Hi, it's Tom Hartman. You know, Continental Diamond is special for a lot of reasons. The owners are Jimmy and Helene Pessis, a husband and wife team who had a dream to open their own store more than 30 years ago. They built a business that is the gold standard. The readers of Minnesota Bride Magazine have named Continental Diamond the best jeweler for the last seven years. Why? Amazing, friendly, no-pressure customer service, a selection of fine diamonds and design jewelry unlike anywhere else, and the fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies are pretty great, too. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and at ContinentalDiamond.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Hunter Hawes. Today, cloudy with a high near 52. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 44. And Saturday, cloudy with a high near 50. The St. Paul Art Crawl is next weekend. Friday, October 12th, Saturday, October 13th, and Sunday, October 14th. This is a perfect opportunity for art lovers to celebrate, learn about, and collect local art. The Art Crawl has over 300 participating artists. Find out more at stpaulartcrawl.org. Soon we'll be 30 years old Our songs have been sold We've traveled around the world And we're still roaming Soon we'll be 30 years old Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Healthcare Show. This radio program is brought to you each week by Minnesota Hospice. If you have any questions about end-of-life care or support, please contact the compassionate team of experts at Minnesota Hospice at 952-898-1022 or online at minnesotahospice.com. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today in studio is Mary Sue Moses, Dimensions Program Coordinator with Ebenezer, and Robin Burkmos, Facilitator at the Facing Dementia Caregiver Support Group um, that happens twice a month at the Fountains Senior Community. And I want to mention that um, the Fountains uh, is a fabulous uh, assisted living and memory care uh, community located in Lakeville, Minnesota. If you have any questions about that or are curious about this amazing community, um, please check them out. Tomorrow they have an open house on October 7th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And I'll give you the address here. Um, it's 9850 163rd Street West in Lakeville. It's just off of 35W southbound um, and County Road 46. Um, if you have any questions about that, uh, you can reach out to them at 952-435-7199. And uh, Beverly Kosek, uh is the sales and outreach director for the Fountains, and she can answer any questions you may have. But please check that out. It is a model of care uh, for our elder population. Um, before we get back into our conversation, um, I want to let people know that we are on the air live today, as we are almost every Saturday, and you can call us at 952-946-6205. Last segment, we had a great primer from Mary Sue on the different types of dementia, and we just scratched the surface. Um, as you mentioned, uh, Mary Sue, there are over a hundred different types of uh, dementias, dementia uh, uh, diagnoses now, and it's only growing. Um, so uh, with that, um, I want to talk to Robin about some of her life's work in supporting the caregivers in this segment. I want to talk about that. And uh, also we'll, we'll talk with Mary Sue 
um, as well about some of the programs to actually help the uh, residents or people that actually have dementia. So Robin, let's just uh, talk a little bit. First of all, tell me a little bit about the support group that you co-facilitate um, at sure. the Fountains of Hosanna. Sure. Uh, Brian Mackart, who is my co-facilitator, and I uh, were brought together by Mary Strong, who is now the chaplain yes. over at the Fountains. She's fantastic. Oh, she's awesome. Yeah, she's and uh, uh, we, Mary and I had talked when we were uh, employed at the church right next door at Hosanna Lutheran Church that, um, geez, you know, we we didn't really have anybody to talk to about our, uh, our parents as they were going through this journey with uh, dementia. And, geez, it would be nice to have uh, some kind of a group where we could all just talk together. So after the fountains uh, opened shortly thereafter in May of 2013, uh, Brian and I and Mary got together and we organized this uh, support group. And out of the first meeting, uh, we had asked everybody who was there what what they might be interested in doing as as a group, and what they wanted, as it turned out, uh, was to connect with other caregivers and to talk with each other, ask questions, share their experiences. They wanted hands-on, practical ways to help their loved ones. Something that can't necessarily be found in books. Uh, so we moved on with that. Uh, and we have spent the last five years gathering together. Uh, we've probably had about 200 people who've come through the group. Some are just looking for information, which we can provide some basic information. Others have stayed with us from beginning to the end and past that end uh, where their loved ones have passed on, but they still keep coming back to the group. And I cherish their attendance because they have so much experience to share uh, with others who might just be starting. Um, as a support group in general, we provide information and resources to those who come and join us. We're just uh, an, a round table. It's an open format. Um, one of these resources, matter of fact, was just on your show, Eunice Neubauer. Uh, she was the lady who uh, helped me find a facility for my mother. Um, yes. And she provides such a service, and I know she has provided that service to many others. And she has uh, proven to be a wonderful resource for well, us. Well, isn't that something, though, because there are these people that have dedicated their lives yes. to these certified senior advisors and can help navigate through all the different decisions that go on, yes. whether it be in, in housing or other areas of, of uh, health care. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, it, it was something that was overwhelming to me at the time, but she brought such a, a sense of comfort and peace to the process. And that's what I think we like to provide to the group as, as, as a whole. Uh, we support each other. We share our life experiences. We ask or answer questions regarding current challenges that we're facing with our loved ones. Uh, it could be parents, spouses, siblings, friends, whoever they might be. Uh, we can tell our stories to people who understand. Uh, one of the things we found is that even though we have family or friends that we love dearly, they don't have an understanding of what we go through. And it's hard to move on with uh, people who really don't understand what you're going through. Uh, so one of the most important things we recognize in the group and we tell each other all the time is that we are not alone. We're not going through this alone. There are so many resources out there. There are people like us who just welcome you with open arms. Uh, just come. We have the time. We have the place to meet so we can go through this journey together. Uh, we know there are others who struggle with the, the same things that we are. We listen and we make time for each other. Uh, this care caregiving job is hard enough without people telling us we didn't do enough or we did the wrong thing or we did the right thing but at the wrong time. Uh, there's, we can have a lot of criticism, um, but in our group, there, there is no judging. 
There's no judgment whatsoever. We are uplifting. We're encouraging. We laugh. We laugh at some of the things that we've gone through with our loved ones. Um, if we don't laugh, we cry, and we'd much rather laugh. So uh, we do that. <laughs> um, and as a dedicated support group, I would just like to let everybody know that we are open at all times to newcomers. It doesn't matter uh, where you are in your journey, where, uh, you know, where your loved one has been diagnosed or not. Uh, we just welcome anybody who would like to uh, find resources or find a group to share their, their life with. Um, there are just so many forms of dementia, and there's a good number of resources that uh, provide for those people, our loved ones who do have dementia. We need to have resources that will provide help and support for the caregivers as well. Mm -hmm. And that's why we exist. Right. Well, fantastic. Um, and we, uh, and so your group meets? We on meet on the first and third, third. Uh, Saturdays of every month. Um, and we meet at the fountains. Yep. And just come on in. We're open. We're there from 10 a.m. We say we, we're going to be done at 11.30, but half the time we go longer. We'll okay. go as long as anybody needs to. All right. So we're there. And, that, and the fountains at Ozana is in Lakeville. In Lakeville. So anybody South yes. Metro would be welcome to anybody yes. to come in. All yes. right. Well, Mary Sue, I do want to get to you. Uh, I, I'm fascinated by this career change from theater to healthcare and how that has yeah. impacted sure. your ability to help support and work with people with dementia. Yeah, that's, um, that's one of my favorite things to talk about. So my mother had dementia and she lived with it for over 10 years. She was on hospice for more than a year. And uh, at the time she was diagnosed, which was long, long time ago, nobody in my family knew anything about it. I knew nothing about it. I was not in healthcare. I had a career in the theater. And I became very curious about it. And when I visited her in her very first memory care community, I was pretty appalled at the lack of activity, the lack of engagement. It felt like the activities person came around once a week with paper and pencil, and that was about it. And so I kind of took it upon myself to, to bring some things in with me that would um, engage my mother more. And I actually ended up creating a little uh, a series of shows that I called Tales from a Trunk, because I had a trunk on wheels. I got one and I filled it with props and costumes and things that made noise and um, interactive claws that, you know, that would help tell the story of the fisherman and his wife, because I had, I did that story. I did holiday stories and I did some Shakespeare, because I'm nuts about Shakespeare. And my mother actually had um, a lady living in her assisted living who had been an actress and would oh go my. into all the worlds of stage and all the men and women and really <laughs> players at, you know, the, at any opportunity. So, of course, I had to include that in my Shakespeare show. So, anyway, I had a lot of fun putting this stuff together, doing it for my mom and, and, uh, and her cohorts. And then I started doing it around at other assisted livings and nursing homes in Colorado, which is where my mom was at the time, plus back home here in Minnesota. And uh, then I thought, well, this is an exhausting way to make a living because <laughs> I was getting like maybe $75 for a show. And uh, so I thought, well, maybe I could get into activities. And so I, I, uh, I did that. It, it took a few tries because not every, everyone that I interviewed for was really enthused about my background because my background was theater yeah. and my mom <laughs> and one class at the Alzheimer's Association at that time. <laughs> but I, I finally did land a job um, at uh, what is now called the Glenn Hopkins. And uh, the person who hired me there moved to Ebenezer uh, a few years later. And um, I stayed at uh, the Glenn Hopkins for, for many years, actually, and uh, did activities and, and kind of moved up. Uh, that's when I went to grad school and did other, you know, got my broader background in aging. But I came to Ebenezer because this person who had originally hired me, thinking theater sounds like a great background uh, for for dementia care, um, had moved and then told me about this job available at Ebenezer. So um, I think my theater background is, is I, I, I mean, I really identify as a theater person. It was a very important part of my life in high school and college and beyond. And uh, 
there's it's so useful in terms of being with people with dementia because you just go with the flow you um, you have to reflect back um, the way that they are communicating to you right. and, uh, and uh, validate where they are at and right. I think it, the theater's really good training for that. <laughs> well you're very articulate I can see you you had a career in theater it's time for our last break here We'll be right back to continue our conversation about dementia care and support with Mary Sue Moses and Robin Berkamos. Stay with us. The Fall St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, will be running October 12th, 13th, and 14th. This is a must-do experience that you will love. Over the weekend, you'll have a chance to explore a wide variety of art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries. Hosting over 300 artists, up for purchase will be paintings, photography, pottery, sculpture, fiber arts, and more. The Art Crawl sprawls over 30 locations. Join the Art Crawl and discover outstanding art for you to own. And when you buy local art, you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love. The Metro Transit is supporting the local art community with a free transit pass. Download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the art crawl. Be sure to get details at the stpaulartcrawl.org. That's the stpaulartcrawl.org. Are you thinking of selling your house or downsizing to main level living for an easier lifestyle? I'm Janelle Holty with Sellers Edge Home Team and Coldwell Banker Burnett, your agent with heart. My team specializes in selling homes and helping you find the next property for all life stages. Call me today for your free equity assessment. I'll get you moving. That's Janelle Holty at 612-203-9661 or find us online at sellersedgehometeam.com. Join Quorum as they celebrate their 25th annual National Coming Out Day Luncheon, presented by U.S. Bank. This inspirational luncheon gives voice to the power of living openly, honestly, and with authenticity. Coming out still matters, and the National Coming Out Day Luncheon is a reminder that doing so creates new advocates for equality. Reserve your tickets today for this event on Thursday, October 11th. The National Coming Out Day Luncheon will be at McNamara Alumni Center this year, 200 Southeast Oak Street in Minneapolis. The luncheon will go from 11 a.m. to 1.15 p.m., with tickets available to members for $59 or non-members for $69. Guest speakers include Tom Hoke, Ann Deist, Minneapolis City Council Member Philippe Cunningham, and youth advocate Manolin Houle. Quorum depends on the generosity of its sponsors to continue providing the highest quality of service, so please consider signing up for one of the sponsorship levels or sponsoring a table at the luncheon. Learn more or purchase your tickets at TwinCitiesQuorum.com. That's TwinCitiesQuorum.com. As we head into fall, get your vehicle service done at Rudy Luther Toyota. Regardless of where you've purchased your vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota is your number one destination for auto service and repair. Routine maintenance or a larger repair, easily schedule your appointment on their website, RudyLutherToyota.com. That's RudyLutherToyota.com. They're fast, courteous, and they get the job done right. And considering my schedule, I trust them. Get your vehicle ready for the cooler weather with a trip to Rudy Luther Toyota, five miles west of downtown Minneapolis on 394. Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Healthcare Show. This program is brought to you each week by Minnesota Hospice. If you have any questions regarding end-of-life care or support, please contact the great people at Minnesota Hospice at 952-898-1022 or online at minnesotahospice.com. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today in studio is Mary Sue Moses, Dimensions Program Coordinator with Ebenezer, and Robin Berkamos, Facilitator of the Facing Dementia Caregiver Support Group. Before we get back into our conversations here, I do want to talk about Ebenezer. 
um, Mary Sue. It's one of the largest residential management companies in Minnesota that specializes in senior housing. Can you give us some more insight into this amazing organization? Sure. Ebenezer is uh, about 100 years old, actually, I think over 100 years old at this point. Uh, and uh, we serve older adults in Minnesota. We have 35 assisted living and memory care communities. Uh, actually, a couple of those are in Iowa now, but um, almost all of them are, are in Minnesota, mostly in the metro area. We also have four long-term care communities and four uh, TCUs, transitional care communities. We've got four adult day programs. Um, we've got 3,300 employees. And uh, so it's a quite a big organization and, and we are uh, very much devoted to uh, improving the quality of, of our dementia care all the time. That's really why my job was created three and a half years ago. And so that's why we have this Dimensions program. So we are the company that manages the fountains at Hosanna, right. where Robin uh, is the leader of the support group or the, the co-facilitator of the support group. And uh, we have we are in the process of, of having all of our memory care communities uh, implement our Dimensions program. And I just would love to say just a few words about that. Um, we focus on wellness, making sure that, for example, that we post photos of residents from an earlier time in their life near their door so that um, they, there's a picture of them there as a whole person that, that staff can look at and connect with. That's just one example of, of things we do in the, the area of wellness. Um, we take bullet points from, from the person's life story and sometimes those are posted uh, by, the, by the photograph as well. We're very big on training. I could talk a lot about all the different kinds of training that we do. Um, environment is, is very important, having a, a calm uh, environment, a very selective use of television is one of the things I've been talking about ever since I got to Ebenezer. Um, family education and support, we've already heard, heard some about. Uh, but engagement is really a very big piece of our Dimensions program, um, having activities that are, are about normal daily life, you know, the folding of the towels or the wiping of the tables or getting together and, and, and doing the grooming as a group with the caregivers, having caregivers involved uh, with, with the activities and, and realizing that they have to make everything an activity when they are working with these folks and, and that building relationship is, is what, uh, what their job is really all about because the quality of life for people with dementia is really going to depend on the quality of the relationships that they have with the people that they have around them most. And so those, those, those frontline caregivers uh, are so very important as are the activities folks. So I'm really impressed with the uh, programming that is going on right now at the Fountains of Hosanna. They have a very strong, strong program, a strong activity staff. Yes, they do. And yes. um, all across Ebenezer, we, we have a, a big commitment to lifelong learning and uh, creative arts engagement, um, which, which I've been lucky to be able to be involved with directly at, in some projects. And I don't, I don't know if we have time to talk about that or not, but I'll, I'll be quiet now in case there's something else you want to well, bring, bring in now. Yeah, well, I, I would love to talk uh, a little bit more with Robin about her mother, who is a resident at the Fountains. And um, I know that the Fountains is really on the cutting edge. They are implementing some very innovative things. Um, and I think it's kind of a pilot area for the whole Ebenezer organization. Yes. So it's great to see. And, and it's about the people that are there. It's, it's Beverly and and uh, all the staff that's, that's there looking at ways to just continue to increase the level of, um, of care and support. Yes. But why don't you tell us, Robin, a bit about your mother? Well, my mother is 95 now. Uh, she has been in the Willows, in the memory care unit, uh, for two and a half years, which was a hard enough decision in itself. But she is content to be there. There are... Uh, so many things that are offered to her. Uh, she's been, oh, I want to say dealing with uh, the Alzheimer's now for probably about eight years. And I don't see an end to it because she's physically quite healthy. Um, but there is so much that is offered to her if she chooses 
to participate in it. There's arts and crafts. There's baking. There is uh, uh, fun with games. Bingo, of course, uh, especially when you can win that piece of chocolate if you cry bingo. Um, there's just so many different things. There's a patio outside that they can enjoy in, in the warmer weather. Um, I would just encourage anybody who has any doubts about um, senior living facilities to come to the open house tomorrow and see how one operates. Um, this is not, if I can say, this is not what you would call a nursing home that so many of us remember as kids where we might go see a, a grandparent or something. Uh, things have improved to an incredible level, and uh, I would encourage people to come and see that. Well, it's a very impressive community, and again, I, I know the people there personally, and it's, it's, fa it's just fabulous what they do. And so, again, I encourage people, if you're at all looking or planning or thinking about um, assisted living in the near future, please stop by that open house tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Fountains at Hosanna, located at 9850 163rd Street West in Lakeville, Minnesota. We are in the last minute of the show here, and I want to thank both of you for coming in today on a Saturday and sharing. Well, thank you. Well, and just sharing your passions. That's what the show is about. It's about passions to helping serve others. Yeah. And again, thank you very much for that. Thank so you. We have been speaking with Mary Sue Moses, Dimensions Program Coordinator with Ebenezer, and Robin Berkamos, co-facilitator of the Facing Dementia Caregiver Support Group. And they meet uh, every first and third Saturdays at the Fountains at Hosanna at 10 a.m. in the morning. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please contact us with any questions or comments you have regarding today's conversation or let us know of topics you'd like for us to discuss on future shows. You can contact us uh, by email at radio at mnhospice.com. Please join us again next Saturday at noon for another live broadcast. And thank you for listening to Minnesota Healthcare Show. And until next time, live well. Time